Hey everybody, God bless you all. This is Pastor Jonathan with the Church of Jubilee. Welcome to the Church of Jubilee podcast. I pray that today's message, may it bless you this week. May it sow a great seed of the Word of God deep inside of you. You know, many people don't like to be in half committed relationships. Um, you know, no one ever desires to be in a relationship where the other person isn't giving their 100%, right? So I want you to think about that as today, uh, as you listen to the Word of God, as you listen to this message, that you begin to think and reflect on how are you selling out to God? When we talk about selling out, we're not talking about the sell out that the world requires where you sell out to the world. I'm talking about a complete 100% commitment of selling out to Jesus, meaning that going forward, your life changes and you will not be the same. There has to be a sincere 100% change with a full commitment to God. Now, this may require some things from you. It requires some habits to be given up, some, some habits to be broken, some, you know, past things that you've dealt with to be dealt with and given to God. But in the end, God is faithful. He is faithful to complete what he started in you. As long as you know that you have to sell out and be willing to sell out to God, God will restore and deliver whatever needs to be delivered in your life. This is Pastor Jonathan. I pray that you're blessed. Don't forget to share this message. It's extremely important that someone who needs to hear this gets this to them so that God can do what he needs to do in them. Uh, we thank you for following our Facebook Live. We thank you for following our podcast. And we pray that you have a blessed week. God bless you. The book of Matthew chapter 19, verses 16 through 22. All right, let's read the word of God, what it says. Hallelujah. The word of God says, now behold, one came and said to him, good teacher, what good things shall I do that I may have eternal life? Verse 17 says, so he said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good but one that is God. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. He said to him, which ones? Jesus said, you shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and your mother. And you shall love your neighbor as yourself the young man simply replies and said to him all these things I have kept from my youth what do I still lack Jesus said to him if you want to be perfect go sell what you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come and follow me but when the young man heard that saying he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Look to your neighbor and say, selling out. Selling out. I'm selling out today. Tell them. You may have your seats giving glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, sister. Listen. Blessed be the name of Jesus. You know, I, as I prepare this message, there's something beautiful about this message. And we find a situation about a young ruler. How do we know he was a ruler? Because he, he, the way he spoke to the Lord, he comes and he addresses him in the form. And he says, good teacher. 
uh, which was he was he was learning, but he was a young ruler, and it says that he had great wealth and possessions, which means back in those days, if you had great wealth and possessions, you probably were in some type of governing authority of a place. You were in some type of uh, you know position that you ruled over or came from a wealthy family. And he approaches the Lord and he says, good teacher. And, you know, I like to imagine just for a moment that perhaps he came as a form of flattery saying, good teacher. Like, I hope I can get in good with Jesus so that he can bless me, you know, and, and give me what I tell me what I want to hear. Amen. I like to think of it that perhaps in that form, this young ruler approaches him. And this is why it kind of offends God because he's like, oh, good. What, who, who are you talking about? Why do you say good? Now, Jesus didn't say those exact words, but I can imagine the conversation happening and him saying something to the extent of, you know, good teacher. Hi, it's me. You know who I am. You know, I want to, there's something I want to ask of you. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to just let your mind, imagination kind of wonder just a little bit because the way he comes around reminds us of, reminds me of the religious people that feel that they've done enough to get into heaven. Amen. And they come to God saying, hey, Jesus, uh, you know, I, I, I was been, I've been praying and I went and I prayed for somebody and they were healed. So, God, let me ask you now that I feel a little proud of myself and I feel a little good. Let me ask you, um, you know, you know, what, what does it take to get into heaven? Because I've done all of this. And it reminds me of the religious people, religious spirit that's around that, that just basically says you can earn your way to heaven by, based on what you do. And I've come to tell you today that the Lord has given me a word and it's very it's, it's different from what this young ruler thought. Hallelujah. I can imagine that this young man has lived in, in, in a, his whole life. Perhaps he was raised among good people. He came from a good family. He's kept the commandments they have. They've, they've, they've gone to church. They've been the churchgoer. They've been in the pews. Who, who knows, you know, if you were in today's time, he may have the Holy Spirit. He may on the outside be that guy that dresses up in a suit every Sunday, and he's good to go, right? You think, oh, man, that guy must be close to God. And he must, and I'm thinking to myself, he must have probably never had a day where he had to worry about when is the next meal coming or, or how much do I have or do I really need anything else because it was already provided for him. Amen. And he may be thinking to himself, hey, you know, I've done my part. I'm a good guy. I'm, I'm courteous. I'm nice. I've been nice to people. Uh, I've obeyed the commandments that J Jesus just said, all of them. I've kept them. Hallelujah. I've lived a good life. And, you know, I've been here and I've, and I've helped there. And, and, and I think I can make it into heaven. I think I can make it, God. I've done what you've asked me. I've done it. And, and I believe that he thought to himself, I deserve to receive salvation because of what I've done or because of what I have. Because I'm a wealthier one. I'm not like the other peasants. I'm not like the other people over there. Hallelujah. The ones that are on the corner over there or, you know, huddled up in the synagogue or a uh, uh, poor synagogue if it, or one of the poor areas that they huddled up in. And that's not me. I'm not, you know, I took care of myself, God. I deserve, you know, I, in my culture in that time, I'm sure this man is thinking, in my culture, the important people are the ones that have the wealth. Am I not important? You following me? So he comes to Jesus and he's expecting, according to his religion and what he thinks that that his works can get him in. And he comes to him expecting a nice, you know, nice, nice big old welcome from God saying, yes, you have. You have done that. Yes, 
You can enter into kingdom in the heavens. You can enter into eternal life. Yes, I will give that to you. Like, yes, come over here. Let me pat you on the back. Can you imagine that's what he's thinking, this young ruler? I'm giving you a story here. This is just a little bit of what I was thinking when I was reading and the Lord was putting my heart. But instead of getting a nice, happy, yes, you have on the back, he gets a, a verbal slap to the face, if you would. Amen. He gets slapped, a nice little slapping, and it talks to him about, about a message of serving. A message of, of, that comes at, that is contradicting to what he thinks. And Jesus tells him, go and sell your possessions. Go and sell your possessions. In other words, go and sell everything that you have held on to, everything that you have valued, that you hold yourself up in pride thinking, I've earned this. My parents have earned this. My family has earned this. And, and, and he goes, go, you get all that, and you go sell it. And then come back without nothing. Come to me, follow me, and I will give you life. And what, is the, what does the young ruler do? He becomes sad. He gets sorrowful. He walks away sad. And he's thinking to himself in his mind, I can only imagine. He's like, man, I did not expect that. I, I thought I did everything right. He comes to God looking for that. Let me tell you something about serving Christ. Serving Christ isn't about being fancy. Amen. Can I get an amen to that? Or having it all together. It's about being effective. What, what God has given you. Whatever God has given you. Be effective in it. If he's given you a family of three. Be effective in it. If he's given you a ministry in church. Be effective with it. It isn't about what type of suit I wear today. Whether I wore a tie or whether I don't wear a tie. It's not about being fancy. It's about learning that the most important thing. Is a relationship of knowing who your savior is. Amen. Hallelujah. You see, you don't have to have it all together to serve a God that is complete and forever. I want you to think about what I just said there. You don't have to have it all together to serve a God who is complete and forever. You understand what I'm saying, where I'm going with that? You don't have to come to God perfect, but you must understand that God is a perfect God, right? And he desires that you go sell something, sell what you have, sell that old person, those old habits, those old whatever it is that you struggle with. you got to sell out to Jesus. Amen? you got to learn to sell out because if you don't sell out, then you're not completely surrendered. And then you'll walk away like this ruler. Why does God ask me for these things? Abraham didn't ask when, his, when God asked him to sacrifice his son. Abraham didn't say, why me? He said, as the Lord said, I will do. I will do it. I will go and sacrifice my only son because you have said God. And in the end, God, it was a test. God said, don't do that. I, I got it. I, 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 I tested and you passed the test. But this young ruler didn't understand that message. He walks away discouraged, just like some of us do sometimes. We come to God, and we want, we want, we want, but we don't want to compromise with anything in our lives. We don't want to give up those things that are important to us. And I'm not saying that God is saying, go take your child and go sacrifice him. On the contrary, I'm not saying that because God will not do that. But what God requires is you to surrender your life to him. Why, though? So that you can experience eternal life. Amen? And some of us have been in church for a while, so you have, you've had that ticket. You had the ticket to eternal life. Now the word says you got to abide in him. 
you still got to sell out to the old person that you were. Because if you still have tendencies to go back to what God took you out of already, then you're not completely surrendered. Are you getting the message today? Tell your neighbor, selling out. Hallelujah. You have to sell out. You have to sell out. But sometimes, Pastor, I, 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 don't, I don't feel like I want to give this up. I think that I, what's the word you're hearing out of there? I think, I feel, I don't think there's nothing wrong. I don't know. I don't feel this. I don't think that's the problem. It's not about I. It's about him. What does his word say? What, do, what is his will for you? You see, this young ruler said the same thing that you and I say sometimes. I did this. I believe, God, that I deserve eternal life. I feel this way because I have the money, the possessions, the wealth, because I've been nice to people, because I think in my mind, in my small mind compared to God, I think that I can get my way in and earn my way to heaven. You could, he couldn't have been more wrong. And when that slap came across his face, I'm sure it left a, 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 you know, a metaphoric implant on his, on his face. And he, he probably would never, ever forget that again. Amen? Now, God didn't slap him. Don't get the wrong idea. But I'm speaking in terms of a metaphor. Okay? But some of us hold on to past thoughts. Can I go there for a moment? We hold on to past experiences. We hold on to things that have hurt us. We, we hold on to things that don't let us grow. And, and before the seed can grow, we've already buried it and killed it because we ourselves can't get past Hallelujah. You see, in this, we have to understand that God wants you to sell out today. We're not going to sell out to the world. We're going to sell out to Jesus. You're going to come and say, I've been sold out to the man that up the, the man that walked this earth, the God that still lives and forever and ever will live. Hallelujah. That is selling out. That's the kind of selling out I'm talking about. God has a message for you today. If you want to follow me and receive eternal life that I promise, come with me. But you got to sell out to your body. you got to sell out something that the devil put inside of you. Because if you don't, you're going to stay behind. That's the simple. You're going to walk away from God and everything that he's promised you. Just like this young ruler. And you're going to walk away all sad and depressed. With no one to blame but yourself. You got to sell your self-desires. That's a big one. Let me just tell you about what you feel, what you think you need. That's all self. This young ruler had self-desires. He, he thought that by, you know, what he did, he desired something good based on what he had. He desired something good, but he didn't realize that it had nothing to do with that in the kingdom of God. God wants to know how much you can serve, not how many titles you can hold. Amen? Think about that for a moment. I've talked to people that have been so worried about a title that they won't serve unless they have a title. Just like the ruler, just like this young ruler, I'm going to bring everything I have, everything that I built on my little world here, and I'm going to see if God can let me, you know, get someone a step ahead of everyone else. Doesn't work like that. Doesn't work like that. Your self-accomplishments, the behaviors, whatever does not honor God, you got to get it and you got to sell it and say, here, God, I'm giving it to you. I'm giving it to you, God. 
Because if I still desire the old ways that I used to live and a change doesn't happen, then I have not truly been changed. Because when God gets a hold of you and he stays in and you abide in him and he in you, then you'll know that your life will never be the same anymore. Because that, that bit of liquor or alcohol or whatever, that dance that you go to, whatever it is, it doesn't feel the same anymore. Those friends that you used to gossip with doesn't feel the same anymore. It's like, I just don't feel it anymore. I just can't be that gossiper you want me to be. Amen? Am I talking to someone today? Because let me tell you, when God speaks, he first speaks to the preacher, the man who brings the message. Amen? There's some things in my life that God is saying, you got to sell out, pastor. you got to sell out completely to me. Because if you don't, then you know already, young ruler. Amen? But the beautiful thing is that I'm humble enough to say, God... Okay, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. <laughs> you know, like, I'm going to get right quick because I ain't going to miss it. But your actions, if they don't honor God, who do they honor? The enemy. It's simple. It's a simple principle. There's no, well, it just, if I, if I go do this or go do that and doesn't honor God, well, it doesn't do anything for anybody. You're wrong because there's two gods in this world. If you think of it like this, listen to me carefully. There's the God that reigns in heaven. And there's a God of the underworld that's known as Satan. He considers himself a God to people who he is. But he's the enemy, the God of this world that runs sin. Okay? You get what I mean? He's not above God and never will be even close to being God. But in his own little way, he thinks he's, you know, the ruler of this land. So if you don't honor him, if you don't honor God, then you honor him. Does that make sense? But what is it that God says, the beautiful thing, I don't want to just, you know, come out with the young ruler story. What is it that God, what was this young ruler was looking for? What was he looking for? Salvation, eternal life. And let me just share something with you that I know enough to know that there is a mansion in heaven being built for you and I. Do you believe that? And, our, and all he says is, you've got to sell out to me, give your life to me completely, change your ways Follow me, stay in me, and you will make it to the mansion. You will finish the race that I have prepared. And when you get to the finish line, I will say, check out your house. You got to see how big this house is because this is your house. And then he says, guess what, Brother Freddy? We're going to come. We're going to gather all the brothers, and we're going to have a nice feast. We're going to get together. You're going to have the best food you've ever tasted. Hallelujah. And you're not going to ever be hungry again. You'll never have to worry. You'll never have to hurt. And this is the place that God says, I will take you there if you come to me. you got to be willing to sell something. You gotta be willing to find whatever's inside that has held you back from telling God, God, I commit my life to you. You gotta sell out something that's inside so that God can do something with it. Amen? Your life in return for eternal life forever. That is just, I mean, all he says is accept what I've given. It's a free gift. You don't even have to work for it at this point. You have to accept it. It's a free gift. God says, I will give it to you and you will begin your journey. Who likes free things? Amen? I love free things. If I see something free, like that Sonic app, you know, there's some tater tots that are always free from time to time, and I'm all, oh, I love it. <laughs> Who doesn't love free things? Amen? Salvation is God's gift to man. Understand that. What does this mean? That you can't be a young ruler thinking you can make your way and earn your way to get God to save you. It already exists. What you have to do is accept it. 
if you've already accepted Christ, then the task becomes, how do I remain in Christ? How do I not walk away from what God has already given me and say, God, I don't need this right now. I'm going to go do my own thing. Amen? So the life that you live in Christ is a perfect one, said no man ever. All right? No one has ever, and if they have, they've been lying because there is no such thing as a perfect Christian life. It doesn't exist. Amen? It's not a bed of roses, and I'll tell you that right now. You're going to go through some hard times. You're going to go through some times where you're going to cry. You're going to go through some hard times. You're going to be on your knees. You're going to lose some people along the way. You're going to lose some friends along the way. You're going to have to be okay with that. Knowing that I'll sacrifice and get rid of what I got to get rid of now so that I can receive what awaits me in heaven. Hallelujah. Because when I get to the gates of heaven, my dad told me this. He said, I'm not going to look back. My dad was telling me this the other day. He said, when I get to heaven, I'm not going to look back, son. Don't worry about me. If I go, I go. Don't be over here crying about me and worried about me. When I hit those gates, I'm not looking back for anybody. You know, and I was like, hey, praise God, because we want to get there one day, too. And I, we will see him if we get, you know, he goes before us. But there's going to be some rounds where God has to pick you up. That is just life. Sometimes it's going to hurt. Sometimes you're going to have to fight a little bit. Sometimes you're going to have to fight the enemy. Hallelujah. And say, get back. Get behind me, Satan. Because I know where I got to go. I know that God's gift is salvation. And that I got to receive it. And I got to stay in Christ. And I got to make it. Hallelujah. And I know that there were young brothers and sisters that have grabbed my hand and they said, let's go, brother. I don't care how we get there, but we're going to make it to that gate. Hallelujah. So that when God comes around, God says, come on in, children. I got something better than the world has ever offered you. But it doesn't happen overnight where you have a perfect life. You gotta, we got to get to the heaven. Amen. This young ruler was just so, I, I'm sure he walked away so confused, like, I did everything I was supposed to, according to who? According to the religion. According to what someone said, hey, just do this and you're going to be fine. Live how you want to live. But just do this and you'll be fine. There's going to be some times where God has to dust you off. He'll have to clean you up. Sometimes we're going to be so disoriented. We're going to be knocked out for the count. You see the referees counting to 10, and then he picks us up and says, come on, you got to get back in there. Amen? Am I talking to somebody who's been through some things? I'll tell you one person that's been through some things, this man right here. I've had to fight some battles. I still fight battles to this day. <laughs> There's some situations that are happening right now in my life that I'm fighting against. I'm fighting the enemy because they've confused. He's confused certain, certain people and individuals in my life. Amen? I'm having to deal with that. But you know what God says? I have the victory. You know why? Because he says, let those, you know, he says, if God be for you, who can stand against you? Amen? Can I get someone to understand that today we got to be willing to sell out to the, to the Lord. Say, God, I'm willing to sell everything I have. I'm willing to sell my possessions. If I got a degree on the wall that says I think I know it all, I'm going to get that degree, shred it. It means nothing to me. Because for you, God, I will sell anything I need to. But if we realize and believe that God has and he will grant us eternal life, he promised this life is only a temporary thing. 
That's what you must understand. It's temporary, church. It's temporary. You don't have to live like this forever. Because one day we'll be in a glorified body. One day we will be in, with God, hallelujah, and the angels, and we'll be there in heaven and, and enjoying the view. We'll see the city streets of gold, hallelujah. We're just travelers passing by. How many of you believe that? This isn't your home. We have houses, but this isn't your house. This isn't your final resting place. We will rest in God's arms. Amen? So why serve God, you ask? Why would I want to serve God if all this that you just explained to me, first of all, I have to give up things. Second of all, you said it's not going to be easy. Why would I want to do that? Right? Just in case someone's out there thinking this. Because although I may not be the richest person on earth, I am rich in Christ Jesus. Do you understand that? I don't have it all. I don't have all the money. I don't, I don't have a huge house. I don't have the wealth that some of these rich people have. But I'll tell you what I do have, and that's a walk with God. That's a relationship with God that when I wake up every day, I know enough to know that God has my back. Hallelujah. And that no matter what I encounter, God is greater. You getting that? That's, who I, that's what I have. And to me, that is worth more than riches in this place. I don't need money to prove that I am valuable to God. I am his child. We are his children. Amen? This God that this young ruler spoke to, I'm speaking in third person, required this young man to sell possessions, everything, everything that was important to him. He said, everything that you've held on to forever in your life, go sell it. That's hard for some of us. Because some of us have not yet changed. We don't want to let go of that. It's cost too much to let go of it. And when you make your decision to serve God, God says, all I require is you to surrender to me. Accept what I've given you and surrender your life. Surrender means I no longer live. Remember when I went back to earlier when I was preaching, I said, I, 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 I. Well, there's a scripture that says, I no longer live. It is Christ who lives in me. Christ lives in me. So I dare to say what I think or I feel. Whatever the situation is, I would say, what is God's will for your life? You want a ministry? What does God desire in your life? When you make a decision to serve God, that old person, and I'm speaking to people in the church too, because we have to learn that the old ways are done with. We shouldn't look back and say, I want to go back to that. God, can you just please let me go back to having like a thousand girlfriends? I really liked it when I was had like a thousand girlfriends. <laughs> can you really let me go back to those days where you know I just felt how cool with my friends and I was out there doing our thing and why if God has brought you out and let me just I want to encourage you today that that old person that you were it has to die it has to go away we know that but you have to be willing to lose friends that you love to party with you have to be willing to part away with that you see because the moment you start serving God guess what happens things start changing in your life and then you're no longer that same person anymore 
And then you have to be able to say no to some friendships that don't bring anything good in your life. Anybody been there? I can tell you people that I used to know I'm not friends with anymore. They brought nothing bad, good for me. Amen? Then you have to be willing to part ways, this one's going to hurt, with some old habits. Habits are many things. Anger, frustration, bitterness. The, not, we're not just talking about alcohol and cigarettes and weed and whatever's out there. I'm talking about habits that you carry. Habits of jealousy. Habits of unforgiveness. The, the scripture talked about false witness. I looked that up. I, re I really wanted to know what that meant. It means gossiping. It means slandering. It's being a slanderous person, talking about people, gossiping about them. Old habits. You know why it's a false witness? Because it's false, what they're saying. It's a rumor. Spreading rumors is not of God. So you bear false witness. You say something false without really knowing the facts about whoever you're talking to. So I, I caution you to be very careful with your words. Amen? But you have to be willing to part ways with these things to sell out. But I'll tell you one thing that it's worth it in the end. Because in the end, you will receive a crown on your head. The word of God talks about a crown that we're going to receive. And that crown is going to be the most beautiful thing you've seen. Not to mention you're by the God who's loved us forever. And the ultimate creator that says, I will ne you'll never go hungry again. You'll never have to worry. And I will take care of you. Doesn't that sound like a better life than what we live now? Because I don't know about you, but I'm tired of living, you know, in a situation where, you know, if I were to lose my job, what would happen? You'd be out that much more money, amen? Then you'd really be worried. Then I would really be on my knees praying to God. But doesn't what God offers sound so much better? Doesn't it sound like, you know what, if it takes me to sacrifice some things, I'm going to do it. Because the reward is bigger. Than what the sacrifice is. Amen? But I can't let go of this because I enjoy doing it, Pastor. You don't understand. When that young ruler, when he walked away sorrowful and sad, he, he missed out on something that was extremely important because of his own feelings. Because he allowed himself to become emotional. And he got bothered and he left. Let me just, let me, I got something I'm going to give to you right now. Who wants to be in a relationship that's half committed? Think about this. For those of you who are couples, would you want to be married or be with somebody who really didn't like you that much? If your spouse didn't really like you halfway. They, they only loved you halfway, Sister Valerie, okay? Brother, Fre brother, brother Freddie only loved you halfway, let's say. Would that be okay? Who wants half-hearted, half-committed people? Amen? Am I speaking today? Who, want, who wants to have a, be in a marriage that is half committed? Who wants to be in a relationship that's half committed? Who wants to have a relationship with their kids that's half committed? But sometimes we can think that God's okay with that. That we can dwindle over here, not be changed, and then come back and say, but I love you, God. I love you. Oh, hold up. Let me go back over here. I don't love you, but I do like you. And I'm starting to love you, but I still love God. Okay, let me go back. Okay, let me go back over here. Who wants that, right? That's not the way to serve God. That's why I'm telling you today that the message today that comes from, that the Lord has given me today is church. We have to be willing to sell out to God.
you have to be willing to say, I'm not going to be half committed anymore. I'm being fully committed to your, your presence, God, fully committed to your word, God. And whatever you ask for me to give up, I will do so willingly. Why? Because it's a small sacrifice compared to the sacrifice that you gave on the cross of Calvary where you bled, were poked in your ribs, and you got beat. No one likes to be half committed. You'll never get the love you, you deserve if someone really not into you and they're only loving you halfway. Okay? But when God comes into your life, those of you who know the Lord and been your seasoned veterans in the Lord, you'll know this. When he comes into your life, life changes for you. You see, you'll go through those hard times. You'll go through those struggles, but you have joy inside. Amen? That, that you may be sad for a couple of hours, right, Sister Becca? And then the next thing you know, you just, God's got this. And you just feel this overwhelming joy that comes over you. Hallelujah. That is the joy of the Lord. And you know what the word of God says? That it is your strength. If God has truly changed your life, that desire to go back to what was will never be there again. You got to be willing to sell out. That's the message. Selling out. Sell out. Not sell out your body or anything like that. Don't get the wrong idea. We're not selling to the world, okay? We're selling out to Jesus. John 15, 5 through 8 says, listen to this very carefully. I am the vine. Who's the vine? God. You are the branches. Who are the branches? We, us. He who abides, who is he? Anybody that abides, amen? He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. What fruit is that? That is the fruit that, that, you, that you produce that people say, I don't know how you do it, Brother Freddie, how you've been making it through and how you've been struggling. I used to know you when you were back in your days, but I see something special on you. Man, you must have a God. You must be serving God or something because you're not the same guy. Amen? And, and, and that in itself is the first part of scripture. It bears fruit. For with me, the word of God says, God says, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered. Those branches that die and you step on them and they crunch and you break them and they snap them, you throw them away. That's what he's referring to. They gather them and they throw them into the fire and they are burned. If you abide in me, my words abide in you. You will ask what you desire. It shall be done for you. We must abide, remain, and stay in him. You understand? We have to be grounded. You don't have to come to the pastor and ask him, is it God's will that you do this or that? You know where I'm going to go eventually? In here. This is how you live. This is the way God says, you want my law? You want to know what I think? You want to know what the young ruler missed? It's right in here. This is what he should have read more. Amen? Can I get a keyboardist? Let us all stand. Hallelujah. God has been just speaking to all of us in the church and to those who are following. I believe that this is not just here locally. Amen? We never know the, the depths that are that the message goes out. Somebody in Indonesia can be watching this one day.
You never know. And when you, when you find yourself watching this, it's because the Lord wants you to know. Amen? There are no such things as coincidences. But selling out to Jesus is the best decision that you will ever make. And, and, I, and I'll tell you that because if you could peel, peel back this outer layer, you would see that pastor wasn't as perfect as you thought. And he's still not perfect. And you would see that I've had to fight at times. And I, ha and I have some huge scars. Because the reality is, no one's perfect. But I'll tell you one thing that I did do that I understood right away is that I can't live without Jesus. I can't live without him. I'm sorry. It's not an option for me. Because the moment I stop living for Jesus is the moment somebody knocks on my door. And guess who it is? Satan. And he says, let's plan when you're going to die. Because I'm going to try to take you before you realize what you just did. Despite the problems and issues of life, God has been with you already. You, you know, I thank God that none of us here today are dealing with any kind of major infirmities. Because he's kept his hand on you. And God has been with you every step of the way. You see, this God that we serve, he loves like no other. You have to understand God's love. There's some of us that don't deserve it. You know? <laughs> if you ask people about me, Brother Roe, they'll tell you I don't deserve it. And I'm so glad that I got a God that thinks different than they do. Because everyone deserves to be forgiven. And God is more than willing but you gotta sell out. You gotta surrender to God. You gotta give. You gotta give something. It has to hurt a little bit. It has to cost you something inside that you have held on to that you've not surrendered yet. And as I prepare for this place to be filled, this altar, I want you to start thinking in your mind what God has given you in this message. And, and, and don't be like the young ruler that walks away all sad thinking, Pastor preached a message that just hurt my feelings. It wasn't for you. It wasn't about that. It's about a special word that God has given to you. And if God has asked you to remove something and he's already put it in your mind, let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Don't hold on to it. Don't bring them back. Don't look back. The word of God says, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. And the Lord is speaking to you today, speaking to you. He's already placed in that in your spirit. You're feeling it. And you already know what God has been telling you. I'm going to ask that you just come to the front. Bring your family. And let's just get a hold of God right now. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on.